Listeners, just for your information, this podcast contains information that will be sensitive to younger ears. So please use discretion. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we've got another great question, and I love how these questions just come from all different directions. So here's our question for today. Can a Christian have premarital sex if it is in a committed relationship? Well, they can do it. (laughs) Sure, they can. can. Should they? Maybe that should be the question. Here's my honest answer. I don't know who this is. I have nothing to lose or gain in this moment. You and I sit back and we watch people a lot. Yeah. And even in my own life, I'm amazed at how easy it is to justify the things I want, how easy it is to just set aside things I know. And we are all motivated by things that we don't even know drive us. Sure. And this person, this Christian who is in a relationship with their boyfriend. Basically, you're explaining what is further addressed in the person's question. Yeah. So they go on and they say, okay, she's committed to her boyfriend and she believes that the Bible's comments on sex and sexuality are meant for only committed relationships. So if you're in a committed relationship, then you can have all the sex you want. Okay. Mm. One of two things is real about this person. Number one is they know what God's word says and they are resistant and they want what they want. And it's very easy to say, okay, I know that the Bible says that sex is only to be within the marriage covenant Mm -hmm. and then say, well, really what that means is a committed relationship. Right. You can't reduce things down to the lowest common denominator and then only apply that. That's just bad. So either number one, and I'm going to lean toward number one because of the way this question is worded in the explanation underneath the question that, okay, you really just want what you want. And you either love what this boyfriend gives you or makes you feel or whatever it is more than you love God. Mm -hmm. Just call it what Mm -hmm. it is. The other option is that this person comes from a deeply, deeply rooted history of not being a Christian with a deep um, non-Christian sexual ethic that is yet to be dismantled. And this is just immaturity. But I wouldn't actually call this immaturity. I would love to just have a word with the person and to say something like, in all love, I'd give them a big hug maybe and mm-hmm. just kind of calm the emotions down because it's a heated environment and nobody likes to be told they're wrong and who are you to tell me what to do with my body? <laughs> I get it. But I'd like to say to them, like, who do you really think you are? There's literally almost no one in 2,000 years of Christian history that is going to look at the Word of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament and say, sex is cool as long as you're in a committed, committed monogamous relationship. relationship. Yeah. Like, really? No. So what edge do you have that none of the Jews, none of the early church, none of the historical church, and almost no, even even liberal Christians that I know that are pro-LGBTQ, whatever, even they're going to say sex is reserved for the covenant of marriage, mm-hmm. right? Even they're going to say, oh, yeah. Now, many of them will say, um, we know that's what the Bible teaches, but it's out of date, right? Mm-hmm. At least they'll acknowledge that that's what the scriptures teach. And so I want to just look at this person and say, it's usually a dangerous thing to buck 4,000 years of the history of God's people and the almost exclusive interpretation and application of their sexual ethic. You have to do some biblical gymnastics to justify Mm -hmm. that. And let me be just really straight. I don't know this person. Maybe the Lord's giving me a prophetic word at this moment. (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out in heaven. 
Here's what I do know. I know a handful of Christian girls who want so badly to be loved by their boyfriends, and their boyfriends are pressuring them yeah, into I this. I think I know where you're going here. And if they don't give them what they want, their boyfriends will leave. Like, this is actually not an unusual story. It's not an unusual story in churches. And the girls usually convince themselves that we're in a committed relationship. Yep. And he's going to marry me anyway. He's gonna, yep. Yeah. So if we're going to get married anyway, so that makes it okay. Right. I've had this conversation with a handful of people. If he's saying to you when you're not married, uh, have sex with me or I'm gone, or at least implying that, leave. Yeah. Leave. It's just that simple. So you it's going to get worse after Called you it, get married. It's manipulation. It's abuse. It's a whole bunch of different things. It's controlling. It's using your body. It's a billion other things. But Christian guys do this. It's actually really pathetic and really yeah. sad. Christian guys do this more than I like to care to admit. And I wouldn't be surprised if this girl is in that situation because mm. guys justify it. They will figure out a way to get sexual release, mm. right? Mm. Women are just not like that. I have yet to meet in my entire life a woman who thinks like this. Although I have talked to women who say these things, but when you dig and you get underneath it, it almost always comes down to pressure from the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to presume too much here, but my big picture counsels, if I'm sitting in front of you, I would just say, you don't have a leg to stand on theologically, biblically, historically, functionally. You just have nothing. You are not going to find Bible teachers who at all respect God's word, who teach. Like, you literally have nothing, and you're just this lone person amongst billions of Christians throughout history and billions of followers of God. And this is going to be one of those perspectives that is a lone ranger. I just really struggle with this. We're doing a, a community group this summer on marriage. And one of the things that we talk about was about the intimacy of sex and how God designed it to be the most intimate act that a husband and wife and he talks about that in Genesis 2.24. He talks about how that they come together and they become one flesh. The two become one. It's not a committed relationship. It is a marriage covenant. Our culture has convinced people that sex is just a physical act, no different than the way the animals have sex. But God clearly says that one of the highest principles of sex is oneness before God, where the husband and wife become one before God. And that is only possible within the marriage covenant. You know what you should do? Question 579 is, is sex godly? Oh. You want to deal with that next time? Yeah. We'll dig down and go. That is a good one. Yep. All right, cool.